Hello, welcome to episode 22 of the High Five Download Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Demetrio Lucero. Second podcast of the 2017. Yes, second podcast of the new year. And um, today we have no guests. So it's just going to be me and Demetrio. Um, and we are talking about... Movie scores. Movie scores. Um this topic kind of came up when we did the um, soundtrack episode because I was thinking about movie scores too, and I'm like, well, shoot, we could just do that as a whole show. Yeah. And even with this, I'm thinking, man, we could have broke this down even further because there's so many good ones to choose from. I mean, we could do sci-fi yeah. scores. This you is, could do, yeah, you could do sci-fi scores, uh, horror Westerns, scores, uh, or you know, action, comedy. Action. Yeah, you know. It's like I think this is also my longest honorable mention list I've ever had. Probably, as far as yeah. like, because you know, it's like, well, there's too many out there. Yeah, you know? there's so many good ones. So, um, also, my sister had been bu- bu- uh, bugging, bugging me, bugging She'd me to bugging. do this Bugaboo. topic because she was like, "Oh, I want to. That's a cool topic. You should do it." So. I was thinking of like, if, if I can, I'm gonna try and go on Spotify after we have our lists out, um, and make a link on the website or not the website, but maybe like on Twitter or something, and post, do like a little. Um, you know, a song or a piece of music from each That's a good score. idea. That'd be cool. Yeah, for try, sure. Try we, should, we should start doing that as yeah. well. By the way, we do now have a Twitter handle. Um, yes. So, I don't know. Demetrio's running that yeah. show. Yeah, and it is, uh, give me one second, it is a <laughs> high five down low. Also, uh, we have Facebook at page. At high five down low. At high five down low. We also have a Facebook page now, so you can uh, follow us on there. Go f- go on, go ahead and just search High Five Download Podcast. You'll see it, the logo. Click like or follow, like and follow. And The true Twitter handle is at high, the number five, and DL. Oh, okay. At high five DL. Easier, shorter. Yes. Cool. That's the one that they gave me, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I went with. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. If there's another high five handle fuck them <laughs> don't follow them at all um <laughs> also uh leave us a review on itunes we can use some uh ratings and reviews for sure and um we're just uh i guess we're just gonna get started man yeah. um top five top movie five scores movie of scores all time of all time <laughs> or of today or of today yeah uh, you know, that was no really, restrictions. Yeah, no restrictions, really. This was a hard one for me. So um, I guess I'll start it, start it off um, today. Uh, so my number five is the uh, the 2007 score to the Paul Thomas Anderson film. There will be blood. Nice. And um, I have a couple this of P- uh, I have PT on my list. Yeah, too. this Not was, um, you know, it was a score done by uh radiohead's guitarist johnny greenwood mm-hmm. and johnny greenwood i mean i mean i'm not even a huge radiohead guy honestly um i know there are a lot of people are fanatical about them i i'm kind of indifferent honestly i think they're good but i'm just not crazy about them but i don't know something about this uh score that he did and just it just fits perfectly with the film um it's real dark mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. kind of uh yeah. Gosh, it's almost even like uh, suspense horror kind yeah, of. It's, you know, it's, it's like a horror. It's could, it could work like in a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think Paul Thomas Anderson said that he set out to make a horror movie. 
Um, I can and see that, that the, and that the yeah, soundtrack sure. relate, you know, that it fits that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I just think it's cool that like a director that a director like Paul Thomas Anderson, man, I mean, he's always just kind of pushing mm-hmm. pushing filmmaking to the to the limits and you yeah. know, not afraid to try new things and I just think it's Breaking cool rules. that he uh just, you know, called upon the guitarist from Radiohead to compose yeah. the score for yeah. you know, one of his Pretty. It was a pretty big budget film for. I mean. Yeah, it was, it was an epic. You know, an epic film about you know the big like one guy who started. Well, not started, but you know he was a big oil oil baron tycoon. Guy. Yeah, oil yeah. tycoon. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so um, it's definitely available on Spotify. Check mm-hmm. it out. And I think wasn't it like it couldn't be nominated for an Oscar because he borrowed pieces, like he sampled pieces of music from other. I don't know. I don't know if it was from other scores or just other songs or something. Like when he was when he when he made the soundtrack, and so that was why it wasn't allowed in because everybody was like, "Oh, this this is going to be nominated for sure. It's so good. It's so you know." It's well, what something crazy about yeah? Like according that, to you know. Wikipedia, here it was. <laughs> Go, it was nominated Chris, straight for to it was nominated for a Grammy though. Grammy, yeah, but, but the uh, Oscar uh, rules the was like it has to be com- totally original composition. But he sampled other yeah, songs, yeah. which made it, which I think. People are, I don't know, critics or whatever thought that that made it better because he was able to kind of mix and match and do these kind of things. And, you know, the fact that he sampled, like you were saying, Paul Thomas Anderson likes to push the boundaries. And yeah. I think that's what Johnny Greenwood did, too, oh, with totally. that soundtrack. Yeah, ab- you know? absolutely. You know, so. um, but that's yeah, that's why I couldn't be nominated for an Oscar, which was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid rule. It's a that, dumb rule. Yeah. Because yeah, come on. What's the story behind that? For yeah. Me? Okay, well, so, so that's mine. Number that's five, there will yeah. be blood. Check it out on Spotify. There, it's available yeah. there. Um, yeah, definitely. Check oh, it out. we forgot to hit on what our low five topic is. Well, I guess we'll do that when we get. Yeah, to we'll it. get to that because it's gonna be kind of a different one today. Yeah, I was gonna say you could probably check out there will be blood at the at the library or something. Yeah, so that's I'm a little sure. hint yeah, to yeah. coming up. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so my we'll, number five, and I'm not trying to break any rules here, but my I have to go with an almost number five, and I'll just mention that real quick. So this, I was going to do a tie, but I didn't want to do a tie because I'd done too many of those. Right. So my almost number five, it was hard. Unofficial number six was the soundtrack to Friday Night Lights, um, <laughs> composed by uh, Explosions in the Sky, well, the band Explosions uh, in the we'll Sky. We'll get to that all right. later, okay, too, so, actually. All right. all right, well, never mind then. <laughs> okay, so my number five was from the movie Sneakers. Uh, I think this came out in 90, 93, 94. Um, Robert Redford, um, uh, uh, River Phoenix, Dan Aykroyd, um, kind of a, I, I guess you could call it like an early hacking movie where it was about, uh, you know, these guys who basically have this secret chip that can break any code or something. Uh-huh. Anyway, the soundtrack was fantastic. And I think that was one of the main things that I always liked about the movie. Um, it was composed by James Horner, who would go on to do like other movies like Titanic. And I think, I think he did Titanic and other, and like the abyss, a bunch of, um, James Cameron movies. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I think what was different about it was that it was a movie about hackers. And so I think the first thing you expect when you see a movie like that, like, the movie Hackers is like the, the soundtrack is completely like techno Some bullshit. Corny techno. Yeah, yeah, like a heavy synthesizer. Dated to whenever dated, that yeah, movie dated. came out. And this yeah. one is completely different. It's 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 haunting. It's got um, you know, it's it's a real score and it has like, you know, um, saxophone by Bradford Marcellus. Oh nice. Um, 
which you know, it's, it, and it has a great theme to it. So I mean, it, you'd have to check it out on YouTube. It's not available on Spotify. It's hardly available anywhere. I had to go. I remember buying this soundtrack at Wax Tracks, and the 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 the, the guy who sold, who was you know behind the counter was like giving me this weird look, like, "Are you buying this for your dad?" And I was like, "No, this is good. It's awesome. You know, you can just <laughs> listen to it, and it like it's so soothing and just, but also good. And it's just you know, it's it's a great score because it builds it. it it's a it builds the mystery." You can feel like you know it's it's building because the whole movie is about mystery, this this big mystery, um, uh, and and that's what the score does. It it, it complements that. So yeah, check it out, uh, or just check out the movie, uh, especially now because the movie is ultra liberal, and it's so good and it's so refreshing to see a movie that's not afraid to be this liberal. And so I would say, especially now, check it out if you've never seen it before. Give it a shot. Um, great acting, directed by the uh, the guy Philip Philip. Alan Robinson, I think, who also directed Field of Dreams. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, just check it out. This is one I can, I can see the, like, um, the poster of that in my head right mm-hmm. now. You know, Where all their I've, faces are lined yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw the yeah. film, though. Or, oh, or, really? I've never seen it, no. Oh, so. wow. I think this was, like, well, this is going to be an insider, inside joke. But this was, this was constantly played at, like, um, households where the, the, the people who live in the household, parents of friends who were very liberal, Love this movie, and if you see it, you'll you'll understand why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, doesn't pull any punches. All so. right, sneakers. It Check it out, sneakers. Um, okay, number four. Um, I went with the score to Requiem for a Dream. Nice. Uh, composed by Clint Manzel and performed by the Kronos Quartet. <laughs> um, Kronos. talk about like uh, a score that just like fits the visuals and in the cues and just the vibe and the mood everything just just perfectly really you know mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's kind of strange in, but yeah, also good stri- yeah and like just you know like it's kind of minimalist it's got these strings and um it's funny that they uh what the Lord of the Rings? One of the yeah. Lord of the Rings trailers. Trailers used they, they yeah. Ripped off the song that from that one song or that one piece um, has been used in a lot of trailers. It was used, I guess, more famously in the Lord of the Rings one, but it's yeah, been two used towers, over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's just it's almost it's, like it's the so black memorable keys in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like it's, it's used. It's used a lot. Or black keys in commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's what makes it kind of stand the test of time that people you know, keep using th- this music over and over again, and it shows how good and you know how lasting it is. Yeah. So I mean, Darren Aronofsky's definitely one of those. Same thing, kind of a you know a, a mm-hmm. cutting edge director. Yeah. And he you know tapped into you know an unconventional type of. Uh, uh, soundtrack, you know, person to do the score. You yeah, know, yeah, kind of again, again pushing the boundaries. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of a, there's a little bit of ambient electronica going on too. There's as that, well, and but um, there's like full like choir orchestra, orchestral kind of um, almost like you, you'd hear like in a in a church or a cathedral or something, yeah. which you wouldn't necessarily put with a movie about a bunch of yeah, you know, and drug I mean, addicts. Yeah, and but I, it works. Yeah, it works, and it came out in. Year two thousand, actually. So I mean, it's pretty old yeah. now. But I, yeah, listening but still to it now, it still doesn't feel dated, though. Mm-mm. You know, it doesn't no. feel like, oh, man, that's so you know, that's so yeah. early aughts or something. Yeah, you can you, know? you, can, you can't place it if you were just if you'd never seen the movie and you said, hey, there's a soundtrack to a movie, you can't place what time. Yeah, it, you know, exactly. This, this movie might and have that's come kind out. of a testament to just uh, good art, really, in general. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. Ju- it, it, it's it 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 exists in itself. It's not you know. 
cookie cutter of what's popular at the time or something like that. So that's my number four, Requiem for a Dream. I'm pretty sure that's available on Spotify as well. Yeah, that's there. It's there. So um, yeah, that's when I, I remember buying it on the, on CD, compact disc, you know, mm-hmm. after I'd seen the movie. You know? mm-hmm. And um, shoot, I might have even gotten it from... I think BMG, 12, 12 there, CDs for a penny there's, there's or something. There's hip-hop songs that have even sampled that, that soundtrack. You oh, know? I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. there's tons of, like, samples of that. So, so yeah. yeah, Requiem for a Dream, Kronos Quartet. Um, mm-hmm. Also, a little, little side note, honorable mention, the Kronos Quartet did, like, a um, kind of like their own version of doing a score for Dracula. Uh, the... Francis Ford Coppola, Dracula? No, 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 the, the, the 1930s Dracula. Uh, the, oh, oh, the Bela Gosi Yeah, Dracula. they kind of re- did a rescore Crazy. of it or whatever. So I Whoa. actually bought that CD, too, after I had, I did not know that. I had, um, you know, re- I researched them a little bit further after the Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. So that's available out there, too, in the Internet world. So check cool. that out, too. It's pretty good, too. Cool, cool, cool. All right. number four. My number four is another Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It is Punch Drunk Love, oh, the yeah. movie with uh, with uh, Adam Sandler, famously. Oh, yeah. That's uh, famous, uh, serious role for Adam Sandler, I guess. Um, kind of a weird, quirky, uh, quote-unquote romantic comedy. Yeah, it's um, a strange one. It's, a, yeah, big time. Um, uh, an indie romantic comedy, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, yeah. Strange, but, com- yeah. Compelling. Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack for I'm me is I've, I've always, I just, when I, when I first saw that movie, the soundtrack just blew me away. It was done by John By Byron, Byron, Brian. I don't know. He's a famous producer Brian. who's produced yeah. like Fiona Apple and Beck and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just lends itself. It's like, it's, it's got the flowy kind of romantic strings that you would hear like in a romantic comedy, but it also like has these like weird sounds that, that, Drop in and out. Um, he samples famously. Um, he needs me from the Popeye soundtrack yeah, that Olive the, Oil sings. The Shelley Duvall. Yeah, the Shelley Duvall yeah. song. He, yeah. he he blends that in real nicely. Uh, there's also like this weird underscore that's used in the movie itself, where like the the characters will be walking down the street and the the music will be lightly playing in the background, and then you'll hear like there'll there'll be like a semi trailer behind them, and the air horn or the air brakes from the semi trailer are used as an instrument that go into the song itself or like say like there's there's a scene in the movie where he's you have to watch the movie to, to understand to get, a, to get understand the reference but he's buying a bunch of um, frozen frozen meals in this uh, in the frozen food oh, section yeah, of the supermarket yeah, yeah. and as he's opening the, the the refrigerator doors the the air that's coming out that also like blends into the soundtrack so it's used as almost an instrument all these like they, they use all these kind of sound effects to blend into the to the score as well so it's a good movie. You should watch it. Uh, it's 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 weird, but I think uh, it's enjoyable. And uh, for something, if you want to watch something completely different, this is you can't do any better than that. I think. Yeah, I, I that's one of those I totally forgot about till you just mentioned that now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, that just uh, yeah. triggered a little honorable mention here yeah. in my head as well. Yeah. But yeah, great great soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I remember listening to that as well. I think I borrowed it from somebody or maybe even burned a CD copy of it or something. Yeah. I think I did that. <laughs> I probably did that too. Yeah. <laughs> but also available on Spotify, the whole soundtrack, which is nice. Sweet. So cool. Very cool. All right. That brings us to number three. Number three for me, Demi ruined it with his honorable mention. <laughs> number six. Whoops. It is uh, <laughs> Friday Night Lights by Explosions in the Sky. Um, so you can like tell me like why I should have ranked yeah, it Yeah, I mean <laughs> – well, it's just funny that we both came up with that after out of all the scores we could uh, we come right. up with, but I guess that's why we have similar taste and we yeah, well, do yeah. a podcast together. But um, it's just such a – man, it's such an epic 
um, it's very weird, actually. It's very strange that um, you know this this drama high school dr- <laughs> drama yeah, about football, football drama in yeah. West Texas um, features the the score by Explosions in the Sky, which they're basically they're they're a mostly instrumental yeah. band, that heavy just, guitar, yeah, and they build these just like epic, yeah wall of sound almost mm-hmm. you know and it's kind of psychedelica but it's not kind of psychedelic kind of noise kind of noise kinda, yeah but yeah. the way that it it's so crazy the way that it works with that movie you know like, yeah it somehow makes these the football stories i think it makes the movie better yeah it and compelling and um and it fits it's mm-hmm. if someone told you that on paper you'd be like what that just yeah i mean i thought it was strange when it first came out, anyways, because I had heard about explosions in the sky. Apparently, they're from Austin, so, so there was like a Texas connection makes, yeah. that, that kind of made that work or whatever. Totally. But like when I first heard that, I'm like, "That's crazy!" That you know, because I mean, at first, Friday Night Lights just looked like a corny kind of varsity blues or something, you mm-hmm. know. Like I didn't, it, and it turns out it was a pretty good movie, and you know, went on to be a TV series and everything. And they just, they reused some of the explosions of the sky movies, yeah, that's right, songs from the movie in, in the TV series because it was so it was so ingrained with the movie that you yeah. couldn't you couldn't really separate the two. Yeah, I feel it just like, created you know? such uh, I don't know just a feel, man. Mm-hmm. It was, it yeah, was, exactly. Um, it's a feel. Because mm-hmm. like there there are just like moments in that movie where it's just there, there's no dialogue there's actually nothing happening it's just like a shot of like a fence and then just the music is just mm-hmm. playing over building it. up yeah to mm-hmm. like uh, uh, people it, driving in a car for like you know two yeah, minutes yeah. and it's just the music that's just yeah. driving it you know? yeah so I, it's just such an odd combination but it works it works and it works so well that I made it number three on my list today mm-hmm. so um. Check that out. I, I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. That's on as Spotify. Well. Yep. Yeah, check yep. it out as well. It's I was kind of double checking these yeah, before we started awesome. today. Well, I was li- re-listening to some of these too. Yeah, know, yeah, that's what I was doing as we're getting prepared for this episode. So that's my number three. Cool. Explosions in the sky. My, my number three is probably my more most uh, probably um, I guess you could say like classic. Score movie score on my list. Fair um, it's Fair Last enough. of the Mohicans. Michael Mann. Oh gosh, and I'm bad with my with my dates today. Maybe '89. I could be completely wrong. 1990. Daniel Day Lewis. Um, I'll Google it real quick. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Uh, the soundtrack is kind of this grand classic soundtrack you'd hear in a, in a movie like this, in, in a sort of you know epic movie. You know that that Last Mohicans is, um, you know, lively and, and adventurous hunting music. Um, Michael Mann actually used this music again when he did a commercial for Nike. Nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. I was close. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's such a great like thundering soundtrack. It's kind of the soundtrack that you like you want to wake up to in the morning and you know like I can do it. You know like I I could I, I could face my day and get I can after it. destroy my you know you know yeah get after it exactly. Um, but I've always liked it. I think it. it um, again, it just it matches the movie so well, and it's kind of a crazy way that it came together because the person, the composer who started it, uh, I think his name was Trevor Jones. He left due to creative differences. He left halfway through production, and this other guy came on came on board, and he finished his composition. And you can't tell that there's like, it's, and so it almost it could have been a disaster because it could have been like you know like it could you could have heard that oh it, it's it sounds different it sounds you know like two people wrote this. But it doesn't. It's it's flawless. I think it's one of the best orchestrate soundtrack themes that I've ever heard. So check nice. it out. Nice. I don't think that's available on Spotify, but definitely on YouTube. Yeah. And also, if you want to check out that YouTube. Nike commercial, which uses it as well and uses it so well, um, 
uh, Nike commercial that came out a couple of years ago, uh, directed by Michael Mann. So nice. also directed cool. the movie. So yeah. That's funny that he just was like, I got, I got the perfect music. Yeah, for and he this had the, commercial. he did, he did. He's like, oh, I already know what I'm going to use. I can just use this again because it's so perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, my number two. Okay, my number two and one. I just, I just went to some stone cold classics. I know it's kind of right chalk. My, I think my two and one are kind of the same chalk thing too. And everything, but I'm going with um, John Carpenter's score to Halloween. Nice. Um, Definitely an honorable one. I mean, it's just. I don't know if, if you watch that movie without it, does the, that movie have the same effect, you know, on you? I was going to say the opposite. Like, you could almost just watch that movie with just the soundtrack, without yeah. any dialogue, and yeah. it, would just, it would be just as powerful. Yeah, I mean, John Carpenter is kind of famous for scoring most of his movies himself, you yep. know. He's, a, he's one of those do-all type of write, write, writer, director, editor, mm-hmm. composer, you know, across the board type of thing. And I don't just just that – you can you know you can name that the the main theme in, in on two notes you know <laughs> like you know yeah oh yeah and um, you can recognize it but even instantly. just the you know the suspense that it builds the other parts of that the score it's probably you know, the, the most perfect horror movie theme ever yeah I would say and just even you know even points in the movie when you know when they're building up to a kill scene or a scare scene or something mm-hmm. you know the dun, 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 they yep. they play that but it's like slowed down and um, it's so iconic and it's so classic and it's my number two. Yeah, nice. Fight That's, me. That is classic. <laughs> it's on my honorables. Yeah. Um, so my number two is also kind of you know go into the. <laughs> anyway, so my number two is Aliens, the sequel. Aliens. Oh, okay. James Cameron, uh, another James, uh, another uh, James Horner composed so- uh, soundtrack. Uh, this is, I guess, another one of those, I guess you could call it classic or staple of, you know, this one, a staple of science fiction uh, soundtracks or, you know, um, whatever. Uh, but what's kind of cool is that he only had like six days to write this, I guess. Because wow. I guess like James Cameron completely like he had a whole score ready to go and he was like, nope, I don't like it. Start over. Brought in James Horner. He's like, I know I can rely on this guy. So he had six days to write it. Wow. And I think it's the same thing, you know, same thing as Halloween. It builds. It's got that it's got that heart pounding kind of like build up to all these, you know, to these scenes and you know, it builds to like this fever pitch where, you know, you're kind of just like it's it's you, you feel the tension, you know, you can in the music itself, you know, and it's great. And I think that's also been used in a lot of trailers and been used since and it's like like I said it's become like a staple of like science fiction soundtracks as big as, you know, maybe not as big as Star Wars, but still familiar when you hear it. You 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 almost feel tense when you hear that soundtrack because yeah. you understand what happens, you know, what, yeah. what's going what's going to happen in exactly. that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great pick. That's a great pick number 2. Aliens. Aliens. Okay, I guess that brings us all the way to number 1. Yep. Quickly, I am going to go with Okay, this one's absolute chalk, but every time I hear it on a big screen and I see those crawling credits, it gives <laughs> me goosebumps even every single time. Even how many times I've seen Harry it Harry Potter. None other than Harry Star Potter. Wars. Star Wars. John Williams score. Um, it's just another thing. It's perfect. I don't know how good the movie. It, how how would the movie view without it? You know, like mm-hmm. would it just look like right. some corny Battlestar Galactica? You know, like <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'll, everything it's about it too. Cool, but it's just yeah. It was kind of fun. iconic. Yeah, it's so iconic. It's number one. It's chalk, and I don't care. You know, um, 
but yeah, it gets me every time, man. You and, know? and not just not just the the main theme, but all the other themes. Yeah, the, the Vader theme, Vader, the, the Imperial March, Imperial March. Um, um, you know, the, the, the Luke's the Luke's theme, theme when he's looking at the two suns yeah. on Tatooine, and the you know yeah. the, the the light strings of that theme, and yeah, yeah. Any Star Wars movie without, you know. It just doesn't feel right if it doesn't have right. that John Williams right. at the beginning, you know? Yeah, which was kind of funny because the new one that came out, Rogue One, yeah, missing of, that. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining You're kind of like, yeah, yeah. You, it, it didn't feel the same. It, and I, I had mixed feelings about that. I wasn't totally against it not being on there because, they, you know, they yeah, kind of want it's, it, it's a side movie and it's not yeah. part of the trilogy. And I, I understood it. that, you yeah. know? But it was kind of – it was just different. A little jarring, yeah. It, it, was it, it takes you out yeah. of it a little bit because you're like, well, is this, you know, this is I really just Star Wars movie the, or is this like a, you know. Yeah, I just remember the um, episode seven, man, when just that music came on mm-hmm. and then yep. Luke Skywalker has vanished. You're like, it's just <laughs> like, wow. I mean, even the, even the prequels, which, you know, were shit, but <laughs> yeah. you had that music. Yeah, exactly. And it was still good and you still saw that, yep. you know, those titles come up with that music and you were like, yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. So. Something to get excited about. You know, the only thing to get excited about maybe for those movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's kind of on the same level. Not that big. Not maybe that not as iconic, but pretty close. All right. And it is 1989's Batman by Danny Elfman. None oh, other. The Tim nice. Burton Batman. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. That's a good one. All too. those guys. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. This is just you know, in my mind, this is probably one of the greatest soundtracks ever made. Um, ever created, um, great to listen to. I think you could just, you know, every part of it is 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 awesome. Yeah, um, Danny Elfman in Prince, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Prince. Well, and then Prince, of course, Prince, Prince did, did doing did doing doing them. his songs. Yeah. Um, but I think just Danny Elfman just had so much. I mean, there was so much writing on this because he had to. I mean, him and Tim Burton had to create. They had to recreate Batman and make it not campy because everybody knew who Batman was yeah. before that movie. It on was, the screen, it was Adam was West on television. It was the '60s Batman. Yeah. So I mean, his soundtrack had to just deliver, and it did on every level. You know, it was it was it was bombastic. It was soup. It was it was heroic, but yeah. it was also like it was dark. You know, just mm-hmm. everything. Just it hit all the you know. Yeah. It hit all the things, and you know, just uh, it kind of laid the groundwork for superhero soundtracks mm-hmm. to come. It did that. You know, it, it created like you know, this is what it means to have a theme for a superhero. And even with Christopher Nolan's movies that came out, I think, you know, I think I like the soundtrack for The Dark Knight, and it's on my honorable mentions, but. When you think of Batman, if you were to hum that theme to anybody, they would instantly recognize it as Batman, and that that, that, that it's vice versa. That soundtrack is Batman, and Batman is that soundtrack. Yeah, um, it was replicated for the cartoon, the Batman animated series. Yeah, um, and I think it we sort of lost something with us, with as great as you know the Marvel movies are. There's no there's no theme. There's no musical theme to any of those yeah, any of those movies whatsoever. I could yeah, I, you couldn't it's name just kind of a generic. you couldn't hum one theme from yeah exactly. It's just generic. It's yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 yeah it's generic. Yeah. You couldn't hum one theme from any of those movies. Avengers, Captain America, yeah. Iron Man, none of them. No idea. Yeah, um, but exactly. if I was to hum to you the Batman theme, you would instantly recognize it, and so uh, that's why it's my number one. Um, you know, it's 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 classic in my mind. So awesome! Yeah. I think I had the cassette of that back in the day too. Yeah, it had the cool like you know the bat plane in front of the moon mm-hmm. on the on the front cover, yep. which uh, which made it instantly you know like yeah. collectible to me. It was yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is amazing! Yeah. yeah, great cover. So yeah, great scene fun. in the movie too. That's a good. That's a good top five. Yeah, um, honorable mentions. I I have a uh, Psycho, Jaws, Rocky. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know Morricone, all those. Uh, I heard Huckabees too when you were talking about the. Uh, That's John that was Bryan. done by John yeah, Bryan. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really good. Um, 
we talk about DJ Shadow a lot in here, Dark Days. Um, oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about that one. That nice. movie came out a few years back, The Drive. Cliff oh, Martinez uh, score from Ryan Gosling. That's yeah, a good one, yeah. That's a good one. Um, and all the Tangerine Dream ones of the 80s, man. Risky Business, <laughs> Firestarter, all those. That, um, those are my jam. That was, uh, yeah, those were good. And also, uh, you know, like lovingly recreated it for uh, the show Stranger Things, I think. They, oh, they, yeah. they took Tangerine Dream and, yeah. you know, really uh, built a whole mo- a big homage to Yeah, that. and just seeing this that, uh, trailer for season two, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. pumped. Yeah, yeah. All right, my honorable mentions real quick. Uh, I already said The Dark Knight, um, Back to the Future, which almost oh, made yeah, my top that's five. A, that's an iconic one, too, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep, yep, big time. So that almost that almost cracked my top five. That was hard to leave out. Um, Requiem for a Dream, Tron Legacy, the Daft Punk oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah um, that's great, too. Where the Wild Things Are, Karen O. Um, Virgin Suicides with uh, Air. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Um, the Out of Sight Oceans 11 series. Uh, I, I'm blanking on his name, but I just, you know, it's kind of great classic sort of uh, 60s music in that Um, there will be blood on on your list Beverly Hills Cop speaking of 80s movies (laughs) Superfly yeah Yeah, you can name that Uh, the western Silverado Psycho of course Halloween of course yeah the good the bad and the ugly speaking of you know Miracone Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai which was kind of a cheesy synthesized but great soundtrack Uh, Amelie Fargo Rocky of course and then um, just John Williams yeah, Indiana Jones. John Williams, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. yeah. Superman, Jaws, And uh, Danny e. Elfman, too, pretty much. And I could put Danny Elfman there because I could also put Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. you know? I, it was really hard to leave any of those off, but I just figured, yeah. man, we, we did a whole episode on Tim Burton. We talked about True. Danny Elfman Raiders. A lot. doesn't mean. <laughs> they have their own category. Yeah, John Williams. Exactly. Miracone, I mean, um, Danny Elfman. We could do top fives on all those. Yeah, for sure. on them, for sure, yeah. So, all right, cool. The, so that brings us to our low five. Uh, our last episode, our guest Josh Forbes suggested we do uh, five like um, albums that we discovered <laughs> from the library since we record our podcast here at the Denver Public we, Library. Right, that we um, borrowed from the library. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, me and Josh, like you said, we bonded over um, uh, checking out <laughs> CDs from the library, man. We. Uh, <laughs> We're in film school together. I learned about it from you. Yeah, we 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 were in film school together, and there'd be long breaks, you know. And there was a a library branch not too far away, and we would go, you know, just browse the the CD (laughs) section, like you were digging at a record store. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we're like, hey, you can check these out, and they'd always cut. So we were always like, dude, have you? This is awesome. You should listen to this. Da da da. Just make suggestions to each other. So that'll be our low five. And my number five is one that Josh suggested to me, and it is the Rushmore soundtrack. Nice. Um. Shoot, I was even thinking some of the some of the little compositions in that. You yeah, know, the, uh, Mark um, Mothersburg. Yeah, yeah, who's exactly. done some great soundtracks himself. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's kind of an honorable mention. I felt it tied in well, and God, I love that soundtrack so much. Mm-hmm. So it's so great with all the all the songs that are selected, and the little uh, the, the little score Musical pieces, pieces that yeah. they and they do a, they do a masterful job of intertwining those mm-hmm. in, through the CD. You know, yeah, you'll get a couple songs here and then a couple little inter, interludes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, themes and stuff throughout mm-hmm. the movie and then yeah man rushmore soundtrack i love it check it out from the yeah. library so this was kind of different for me because i learned about borrowing cds from you when you told me about it and i was like oh you can do that like you can just take them home and like you know this was back in the day when we had cd burners yeah yeah so you know like oh sweet you know i'm not saying we did that but you know well yeah some, no. some of our more but uh, that's just how it happened <laughs> yeah. so 
Wink, for wink. me, it was more of like not discovering. Like I wouldn't go digging. I think like you guys, but it was more of like completing my collections. I yeah, think yeah. so. It was like, well, I don't have like Houses of the Holy, so I'm gonna go get that from the library. Yeah. But I discovered things along the way. Uh, so my number five is um, the Nuggets, the Nuggets compilation, oh, original yeah, artifacts are, from the first psychedelic yeah, era. Yeah, those, those are fantastic. Yeah, too. and yeah. so volume one was like my first, and so I discovered a lot of music. Um, you had like psychedelic era from like the 60, 60s to early 70s of like psychedelica and garage band rock. You know? Yeah, and it was Talk kind of these, Early punk, early yeah, garage band Yeah, these kind rock. of obscure bands that only had a couple of uh, singles even sometimes, yeah. but they... Yeah. Obviously, it was curated by some big-time uh, record music yeah. nerds, music mm-hmm. snobs, record collectors, yeah. and whatnot. So. Kind of like the if the guys from the movie High Fidelity got together and made you like their compilation of like their best music from like the '60s and '70s. Yeah. This yeah. would be that album, yeah, basically. exactly. And the book that went along with it was amazing too, because it yeah. showed these pictures of these. Yeah, I think amazing. I checked it out like a couple of times just so I could read the book, you know, so I can like check out the book again, yeah, and stuff like that. So that was definitely a big one for me. Cool. Um, my number four uh, builds perfectly off of my number five. Um, and it was one of those that I just saw browsing through the music section at the library here. And it's called I Saved Latin, a tribute to Wes <laughs> Anderson. So it's basically... Uh, it's, Whoa. It's, um, <laughs> That's crazy. It's, uh, it's a compilation of covers by kind of obscure, unknown, you know, kind of alternative or college rock type bands you know some of these people hmm. i've never even heard of but they're, they're they're doing like covers of songs from wes anderson movies oh, okay. so you know like so they got the kinks and yeah oh yoko by the ghost in you or you know street fighting man by mike watt in the second man and um nice just so it's great dude it's really great yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like and it's cool because i love all these songs anyways and then just hearing like a separate take on them it's totally in the way in the vein of wes anderson anyways yeah, you yeah. know with his uh Bowie covers in uh, the Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's two CDs. It's like it's a it's like a pretty solid little. You know, there's like 24 tracks. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I saved Latin. It's a <laughs> it's a uh, I saved Latin. reference to Rushmore yep, as well. Yep. So I saved Latin, a tribute to Wes Anderson. Nice. I saved Latin with an exclamation that's, point. If you're going to Google the Denver Public Library search, <laughs> that's discoverable because I don't. Th- I've never heard of that. So yeah. they've discovered a new one. Put a hold on it right now. All right. So my next one is uh, MF Doom's um, mm Food. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you would so I just I I never listened to MF Doom, and I'd heard people talking about him and talking about him. So I was like, all right, let's let's check this out. And I saw that it was at the library one day, and brought it home, and yeah, loved it ever since. So it's a great album, um, great rap album. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, it's yeah. great. All those songs are about food, too, by the way. That's why it's They're about food, and food. he also does, I mean, the, the whole Doom thing is also blended in because he has a lot of, like, Fantastic Four, old Fantastic Four cartoon samples, I think. Yeah, he wears a, he wears a mask. A like mask that kind of looks like, like Dr. Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah, yeah. Which I think attracted me to the, also, like, when I saw the cover, um, attracted me to the album as well. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this should be interesting at the least, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, MF Doom. Um, my number three is one that I discovered way in the early, in the early days of digging for CDs at um, <laughs> at the library, and it's Nick Drake's Pink Moon. Okay. Um, okay. One of those things I was never really familiar with the artist, and then I heard. I mean, I remembered the song Pink Moon was used in like a Volkswagen, Volkswagen commercial, commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's where it became. And really it was popular. like, man, that's a cool song. What's mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, 
think Josh pointed that out to me. He's like, oh, this is a really good song. This is a really good album. It's it's yep. kind of sad. It's kind of sad bastard yeah. music, but it's yeah. really it's Real really melancholy. good. melancholy. It's really good, and I mean, it's sad that you know he committed suicide before he ever really got any commercial or, or yeah. uh, critical acclaim or anything. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's yeah, it's a, it's a great little sad yeah. record. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it, but yeah, it's 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 classic. It's it's a good one. For sure, and yeah, one that I found it, one that I discovered through the library as well. Kind of the same thing for my next one is a band called Them, uh, and it was a Van Morrison band. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I never heard of this band. I mean, obviously, I knew who Van Morrison was, but I think I picked it up because I was like, oh, maybe I thought it was like in a Van Morrison phase or something. Uh, but what I discovered is that he does a cover. They they do a cover. Well, Van Morrison, they do a cover of. Um, uh, it's all over now, Baby Blue, which is a Bob Dylan cover. But that yeah. song, the them version of the song, is sampled heavily. I mean, the whole, the music itself is just basically like they Beck just removed the lyrics and is a huge sample for his song Jackass on oh, on the wow. album Odelay. It's literally the same. He he doesn't change anything. He just basically it's almost a cover. But instead of him singing "It's all over now, Baby Blue," he just takes that all out. And puts in, you know, his lyrics, of course. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, that's why I was like amazed to discover, as far as like discovering things, when I was just like listening to that album and like, wow, this sounds really familiar. And it was instantly, you know, recognizable as the song "Jackass" that, that Beck does. So, eh, little, you know, kind of reaching through, you know, generations, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. My number two is uh, a very recent discovery. Oh, the name of the album is "Them Again," by the way. Ha. Them again. Them again. Yeah. <laughs> Them again. Um. My number two is a it's a recent find here. Um a band I, I well I had read about I read an article in like Rolling Stone, I think, about this project and then I filed it in my back of my brain and kinda of forgot about it and then just perusing the new mm-hmm. or the CDs at the library here I, I stumbled upon it and it's the the album is called Monolith of Phobos by mm. the Claypool mm-hmm. and Lennon mm-hmm. Delirium. Mm-hmm. Sean so Lennon. so yeah, it's uh um, it's Les Claypool from Primus and Sean Lennon, the you know son of John Lennon, uh, it's a kind of it's like a psychedelic mm-hmm. prog rock kind yep, of project totally. that they put together, and um, I guess the story goes like um, 2016, like Primus was gonna take a year off, and like yeah. Les Claypool was one of those crazy dudes that just has to be doing something, making right. music, constantly or whatnot. working, yeah. and so like he. I guess uh, I guess Sean Lennon was jamming at one of the shows, like just you know, like huh. cool, you know, I'm a cool guy hanging out backstage <laughs> and like you know did like a jam session on one of on, sure, on sure, a Primus sure. song or something like cameo, like oh shit, there's you know, yeah, yeah. and so they you know they kind of bonded over that, and then he's like, what are you doing this summer? You know, he's like, right. I don't know, nothing, you know. So he, <laughs> apparently, like he went and lived in Les Claypool's like guest house and like sure, sure, drank wine and did mushrooms, and then they wrote <laughs> recorded this, this wrote this crazy album album together and stuff. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I actually saw that the Primus is coming to Red Rocks this summer, and the Claypool Lennon Delirium's opening for him. I'm like, oh. man, I, I, I just kind of just want to see the Claypool yeah, Lennon yeah, yeah, yeah. Delirium, but I don't, I don't know if I maybe they'll play at some like smaller venue while they're here in town. Yeah, I was like, I don't kind of hope for that. Afford that right? ticket at this point, but yeah. So that's check that one out. It's a new one. It's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. It's, it's probably on Spotify. It is on you Spotify. Can get it at the library too. It is on Spotify. Uh, speaking of the kind of like more my more, more modern or uh, latest release, this was the last CD I ever I've checked out at the library. 
um, just because I couldn't find it anywhere else. But then I saw it was at the library, and I'd heard about this band, and I was really curious about them. And I might be saying it wrong, but it's a uh, Davia Six Six Six. I don't know. Um, they basically describe themselves as menudo on drugs. Oh, nice. Um, they are from Puerto Rico, and they kind of combine like Stooges like rock with uh, like kind of more pop melodies, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, after you know reading about them, being extremely curious, I uh, just wanted to check it out, and I loved it. I thought it was great, and that was the last one that I. That's the last CD I've ever checked out. Well, not probably ever, but the last <laughs> CD I've checked out from the library because I couldn't find it on Spotify, which I think they are now on Spotify, but back then, about a couple of years ago. Uh, a couple of, yeah. So um, couldn't find it anywhere, well, but the library had it. So I was like, oh, fantastic! You know, they, they the library does get some deep cuts and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like some yeah. some uh, some really kind of yeah. you know stuff that's not necessarily on yeah. Spotify and everything. Yeah, and like so. I said, it sounds like it's almost like the Strokes in Spanish, but uh, a little heavier. Sign me up. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. The via the via six six six. All right, pretty cool. Cool. That brings me, brings us to number one, and my number one is another one that's one of those crazy ones I just discovered browsing through the uh, the 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 new like recently returned cart at at the library, and um, the album's called The Spirit of Apollo, <laughs> and the group is NASA N A S A, and it, uh, it's yeah. a hip hop duo. I think I checked out the library too. Squeaky Clean and DJ Z gone, and so Squeaky Clean is actually. Um, <laughs> Spike Jones's brother, <laughs> of course. And um, but like you got to see the people that are on these tracks. So like I mean, they yeah, got, it's like they got a lot of like, got, famous like guest David stars. Byrne, Charlie yeah. Tuna, Z Trip, you know, David mm-hmm. Byrne and Chuck D, and yeah, Method Man, RZA, KRS One, Fat Lip and Slim Kid from Farside, Karen O and the Old Dirty Bastard on a song together, <laughs> and like it's just Kanye West, Santi Gold, and it's just crazy and i'm like how did this like project not get more buzz how did i just stumble upon mm-hmm. something like this man yeah it came out really quiet i remember when it came out and it was, i was feeling i thought the same thing i was like whoa like this is this looks this looks huge yeah this is insane look at all these people that are guested on this so came out in 2009 so i mean i i guess I don't know. I guess Twitter and, and social media. I mean, they were around. They, I guess they just weren't as huge. You there know, just wasn't a buzz like, about it. I think they wa- maybe they wanted it that way. They wanted to kind of release it really quietly yeah, and d- just yeah. you know they didn't want. Sounds like a squeaky clean move to me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <You know>? squeaky <laughs> clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If like Spike, Spike Jones's <laughs> brother, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spike Jones known they for a lot of aliases. Too. Yeah, they yeah. might be twins. Yeah, too, exactly. So. Who knows? So yeah, it was released on the anti label, which is kind of like a. Um, a sub sub label of Epitaph Records, actually. Oh, nice. They kind of release more like f- hip hop and like f- like kind of folky stuff on mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. on that imprint. Kind of indie hip hop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, underground. Yeah, underground. Yeah. You know, backpack hip hop or whatever you call <laughs> it. So yeah, yeah. So that's my number one discovery cool. from the library. That's pretty good. Um, I'll let you go and have one honorable right. mention too. I gotta do my number one. Yeah. All right. I said I'll let you do your number one. Oh, thanks. Then I'll, uh, <laughs> then I'll hit hit you with my one honorable well, thank you. mention. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so mine is more of a, a, a staple, I guess you could say. But I discovered it from the library when I was. I think I was explaining earlier how I wanted to like complete a collection of mine, and my collection that I was completing was Prince albums because they are notoriously hard to find online. Yeah. You know. So exactly. Mine. This this album, which I had never listened to before but knew that the song Kiss was on it. 
And I think that was like the only, re- well, that was the only reason, like I said, I was trying to complete a collection. But other than the song Kiss, this is a fantastic album. The album's called Parade, but it's, it was actually the soundtrack to his movie Under the Cherry Moon. Oh, um, yes. And so this, this album is great. Um, it has a lot of other great songs aside from uh, Kiss, uh, like Mountains. Um, and I think there's another song called, might be a song called Little Boy Blue or something like that. I, don't, I could be completely wrong though. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic CD and I just thought, wow, like I, how could this have been missing? It's like one of those, like when you listen to it, you're like, how could I have not known this existed before? You know, like how come no one ever told me this song, this, that this album was so great. You know, it's like listening to the Beatles for the first time or something. And you're like, how could this do this? I wasted time not listening to this my whole life, you know? So that was, it became my number one Prince album, I think. Wow. Almost probably still is. It's probably tied there with Sign of the Times, but, you know, it's up there. I got to go put a hold on that one. <laughs> but it's good. Check it out. It's called Parade. People mistake it because it's the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon, but I, if, I don't know, for reasons he wanted to change it. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, check it out. And, oh, obviously, it has the song Kiss on it, which is fantastic and great, but it also has other great little hidden gems on there that I think could have just been as big as Kiss, but he didn't want to release them as singles or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's but, Prince. He's Prince. Does exactly. what he wants. Exactly. Um, so that's my number one. Cool. I actually don't have any honorable mentions. Yeah. My, only, <laughs> my only honorable mention is one that you actually really suggested to me that you had checked out from the library. It's, it was it was a it was a big it was a four disc collection by the same people who did the Nuggets, and it was called Brain in a Box, uh, and it was all these sci fi yeah. um, old sci fi TV movie themes and yeah weird songs like you know um, the co- Blob like and Monster together, Mash yeah. and all these weird like yeah, sci fi you, you, you couldn't find anywhere else anywhere yeah. like you couldn't find the soundtrack to the Blob or something you yeah know? but they yeah they kind of brought it was these called Brain in the Box and it was you know the library had it and it was it came in a pretty interesting packaging that was mm-hmm. pretty beat up from being checked out from so yeah. many people but you tell it so many people check this out because it's incredible yeah. if you get your hands on it you should yeah. check it out definitely Hopefully it's still available and it is a fantastic compilation yeah so Brain in the Box Brain in the Box perfect uh, ending one other note here um, so like I said my sister had been um, hounded, hounded you, you yeah hounded me when are you going to do this one so um she actually texted me her top five uh, movie soundtracks. Honorable mention. Like, yeah. So what, what Honorable mention, Carrie so, Run. So her number five, she gave me composers. She p- picked composers and then, like, their best work. Like so. I said, you know, it's so like. So number you, you five, could do that way too. Alan Silvestri. Silvestri. Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, and The Avengers, apparently. So. Uh, okay. Uh, well, number four, I'm James Horner, Willow, Batteries Not Included. Number three, Hans Zimmer, Sherlock Holmes, Pirates of the Caribbean. Number two, John Williams, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. And number one, with a bullet, Danny Elfman, Back to School, Weird Science, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> so all, all classics. I, I like how she went with the Back to School, Weird Science references. More, more deeper yeah. cuts than, yeah. than your Boingo, Beetlejuice Boingo. and uh, Batman and yeah. you know those kind of like soundtracks that he did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he did. We- I know he did the song Weird Science. I don't know if he did the score for Weird Science. No, that's a good one. We'll have to do uh, we'll research. I that don't know if he did that. I mean, because yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know if he was he was doing that back then. Because that's when he was still full floor, you know, full fledged Boingo Boingo. Yeah, and that's definitely an Boingo Boingo song that he sings. But yeah. him huh. scoring it, I don't know. Fact check us. Yeah. tweet at us. Gonna have Let to, us know. <laughs> gonna have to you know check under the hood for that one. Yeah. You know. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 22, as yes. our friend Jason Ortiz would say, the deuce deuce. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, look for us on Twitter now and like our yes. pa- like our Facebook page. Give us a review At on iTunes. Number five, DL. DL. Yeah, check out our iTunes page. Write us a review. Give us a rating. We're also available on Stitcher, the app Stitcher, and SoundCloud is where they host us, and you can listen to it there as well. Yeah. Or you could do what Carrie Brun did and give us your uh, if you hear about an upcoming show. Yes. You know, text or tweet us or you know send us a Facebook message, whatever you want to do, however you like to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's something we'd like to start doing because you know, I um we'll th- we'll throw you on there. We'll we'll criticize your picks and on f- yeah on Facebook. <laughs> even I uh, had posted about you know what is your top five horror movies right from right. the eighties for the last episode right. and got a lot of people responding to that. So I thought that was pretty fun. I had already had my list, so I didn't you know try to let that skew my opinion on anything. <laughs> but you know it was yeah. really fun. It was good. So, yeah, check us out. Um, We'll be back next time. Uh, We do not have a topic yet, but, you know, stay tuned. But we will. All right. promise you. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye.